Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping parents and juniors navigate through the journey of junior golf. From fitness to mental coaching, we cover it all on this podcast. Here's your host, Ro Thompson. Okay, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Junior Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Ro Thompson. And man, I got to tell you, we got a special guest in the building tonight. None under, uh, none other then Craig Bowen, president of the Black College Golf Coaches Association. What's going on, Craig? Welcome to the show. Man, thanks for having me, Ro. It's always good to see you, my brother. Hey, man. We're, uh, you know, just trying to make things happen, man, you know? Right, Growing right. the game, getting kids, you know, scholarships and places to play and good golf tournaments, you know, just trying to, just trying to keep it moving, man. Put it all together, man. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you uh, before we get into... Um, our interview. I want to thank you, man, for all the help that you're given. Uh, some of the connections that I have, uh, where you got some kids that's like starting to play really, really good, and the coaches are kind of just looking at them at the last minute. You know? Yes, yes. You're, you're uh, welcome. I mean, that's what we do. You know, the more kids we can place in our HBCUs. Yes. You know, we've got enough kids now that we shouldn't have. You know, HBCU teams with other folks that look a little bit different, you know? Yeah. And so we're working hard to make sure that we place. fill the pipeline and make sure that we have kids of color that have a place to play. That's right. And, you know, um, mom says hello. Benedict College in the building. Thompson, I said, hey, hey, hey. Okay. She was always one of my favorites, man. She was very fair and Great. reasonable with me, you know? Good. She helped me out a lot. I get mad respect for you guys, man. Great. Great. Well, thank you, man. Well, listen, before yeah. we get into... The association man tell tell us a little bit about yourself okay born and raised here in chicago illinois okay. son of two educators my dad was a school superintendent uh before that was you know uh, uh, uh diversity and all that in the school systems and my mother was a high school guidance counselor oh wow and so born in 65 grew up in homewood illinois uh homewood flossmore played golf and basketball there and uh, ended up going to southern university on a golf scholarship Wow. Two so swag yeah. championships at Southern 84 and 88. Yeah. And uh, graduated, went to work, major in economics, and uh, went to work at Chicago Board of Trade along with being a, a golf professional at St. Andrews Golf Club uh, just outside of Chicago. I grew up working for the Jemsick family, the people that own Cog Hill. Okay. And, um, you know, they, you know, they were always fair with people of color and allowed people to play of color before it was fashionable in the Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. And so, man, I started at the course when I was 12 years old, man. Wow. And uh, my father had a group of guys called the First Flighters. Okay. And these guys were all businessmen, pharmacists, school superintendents, uh, just brothers ahead of their time. And, you know, basically as a part of the Great Migration, they all ended up here in Chicago and working in the school systems for the most part. And I played golf with these guys growing up. Mark Laurie and myself and Mike Cooper okay. are all the end result of the First Flighters. All of our dads were in the First Flighters. And, you know, we had four or five groups, six groups on days, but kids always played in between the fathers <laughs> to protect us from the folks that really didn't want us out there. Yeah, they had and to keep so, y'all straight. Yeah. So, you know, it was, uh, I went, I grew up on the church at the first tee, as my mom kind of refers to it. She knew on Sundays, me and pops would be gone and we'd be home about 630, hot and sweaty and having a good day. But 
um, you know, my dad had some really interesting insight and intuition. He told Ron Skubish, who was the general manager at Glen Woody, and Ron was only 21 at the time. And uh, my dad told Ron, he said, listen, I want my son to work in the golf industry. I want you to show him the right way. Yeah. And you have to tell him twice. The third time, call me. <laughs> and so I had that <laughs> I had that dad thing following me around, you know, on the uh, at work and everywhere else. But once I became of age, you know, I, I could, you know, get to the golf course on my own. Right. But, you know, I, I've met so many a wide range of people. You know, we had the, the Italian folks. We had business owners. We had some <laughs> some of them other folks that, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. you know, that come along with, with, with being at the municipal course. Yeah. And uh, we had a group of solid black men, uh, right. probably about three or four different groups that played at the course. And so that injected me into the local community from a golf perspective. Um, I really didn't get serious about trying to play until – my senior year, I was a basketball player, you know, first. Okay. And my dad was like, man, if you just put a little bit of time on this golf thing, you might you might have a shot at doing something. Right, right. And so I had a walk-on scholarship at Southern University. Okay. Went down there sight unseen, 855 degrees in August, no air conditioning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Getting attacked That's by right. red ants. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. And so it started there. When I came home that first summer, Man, I worked on my game so hard, and I got pretty doggone good, you know? Yeah. Okay. And so um, 1991, Hal Thompson had all that stuff to say about Black folks not being able to play at Shoal Creek, and we'll never have Black people, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, you know, we had a lot of sales reps. I ran the golf shop and, 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 and you know, had a lot of connections. Yeah. And the Titleist guy came in and said, hey, man, you know, would you be interested in maybe going to work for Titleist Corporate? Wow. And I was like, what? Come on now. <laughs> and right. so, Ro, I think I was probably, that was 1993. How old were you? And, uh, I was 23, 24. Young, okay. 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 And so I moved to Massachusetts. Customer service. This is Craig, may I help you? And I really learned about the business. Actually, I think I was 25. I was a little bit older than a lot of the other guys coming in. Okay. Um, so I started in the sales training program. And I answered that phone row for about three years. Okay. And then an opportunity came up in research and development in R&D. And I was still a good stick at the time. So, man, I had the best job in America, man. I was the official golf ball and club tester in the research and development division at Titleist. Wow. And so, um, you know, before TrackMan and FlightScope and all that stuff, Titleist had the first uh, technology. They, They were the first to introduce that technology. What was, so that, what, was it called, what was it called? What was it called? It was called Science Van. Science, Science Van. Okay. Yep. Okay. And it was it was big. We had this van with no markings on it, and all the clubs, and <laughs> and man, we would go from sales territory to sales territory. Right. And of course, we would go to the best courses. You know, the top five courses in each one of the sales territory. Man, I've been to Bay Hill. I've been to Aronimic, Wingfoot, Pine Valley. So I mean, best. there's so many places that I forget. Oh, man, I think I've been there before. (laughs) And so it was me and another guy, and uh, we traveled the country, really. And at one time, Ro, I actually tested golf ball fittings for the top 100 players in the world. I mean, I literally worked with the top 100 players in the world. Wow. And then in 1996, uh, John Merchant, who was Tiger's original lawyer, shows up at Titleist with Tiger. And the first thing he says to everybody, he said, anything dealing with Tiger Woods, a Titleist goes through Craig Bowen. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, 
And so Tiger was 17, 18. And so yeah. I took care of all of his equipment, all of his clubs, Whoa. Um, golf Whoa. balls, everything. That's a, see, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> that's right. And right. so, um, you know, I, I, I was on the road with him kind of part-time for the most part. Okay. Um, but I was there. You know, right. the Hello World conversation, I was sitting right there. Uh, I was Hello in the room in the first conversations about the Tiger Woods Foundation and how it was going to be structured. I was in the room there. And, um, uh, you know, all of the, uh, during that time, I was fortunate enough to be kind of the give it away guy to the athletes and celebrities. So, yeah, man, I've been to every Super Bowl and uh, uh, ESPY Awards. World, and, world Series. And and world, not, not, not never been to World Series. No World Series. Okay. No World Series, NCAA stuff. Okay. Super Bowls, All-Star Weekend, man. I had a fun weekend in Cleveland during the, the All-Star uh, 50th anniversary. Okay. Uh, I did some work for Kenny Lofton uh, with the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, I remember Kenny Lofton. And, man, I had Biggie Smalls, Vivica Fox, uh, Jamie uh, Fox. That was Kobe's rookie year. Okay. And I was right smack in the middle of it with my Titleist hat on. And so it's been, golf has been, it's been good to me, and I've been very, very fortunate, bro. I can see, man. I, yeah, man. You know, you, 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 you've, you've had some great experience in the golf industry. I really have. And, oh, uh, you know, man. this was before... Diversity was a catchphrase yeah. in the golf industry before the George Floyd incidents and all that other stuff. So it was um, challenging at times. You yeah. know, we had some we had some things jump off, you know. But, uh, you know, you fight through it and you live and you learn. Bro, is my, am I coming through okay, man? Because I don't feel like yeah, my yeah, yeah, camera's working properly. Bro, okay. yeah, your, 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 your camera's good. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, just it's, want to make sure. The sound, it's the sound is on my good. end, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, and so um, we, um, I then took a sales territory in Detroit. I was the first uh, African-American sales rep at Titleist. Okay. And at the same time, you know, I had, I had about $2 million territory, 155 accounts. So I'm trying to manage being on the road every other week for the Tiger Woods Foundation Clinics. Right. And, you know, when I did, this was before cell phones were really that tight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Man, I'd get home, you have 77 new messages. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, it was hard to keep up, but it, uh, you know, we did what we had to do. All right, what's, so, your, um, what's your most memorable moment with the, with the Tiger Woods experience? Um, right after he won the Masters. Okay. The, the, first, the, first, wood, the, the first Masters. Okay. His three wood popped. The epoxy in his three wood popped. Okay. Ah. And so after we were at the Hootie and the Blowfish Monday in the Masters. That's Myrtle Beach. Ah, that's Myrtle Beach, correct. Right. We flew out to the, the Del Mar Polo Grounds in La Jolla, California, in Del Mar. Okay. And um, we had all the scientists and everybody, and we fixed up probably about seven three-woods for Tiger. Okay. okay. Tiger warms up. He comes in in the helicopter, he jumps out, blah, blah, blah. And so he's hitting these three woods. He's hitting five, six shots with these three woods, okay? Okay. And after the test was over, he's like, man, they all feel kind of close. Mm -hmm. And he grabbed like three or four of them, took, and then he took off. I said, I want to go down there and see where these balls are, okay? Bro, you could put a king-size bed sheet on all 60 shots. They were, it was, it was, it was the most amazing display of wow. ball striking. He's hitting these three woods, and they're just going the same. Bang! Same Dang. place? 
bang, and you could put you could put maybe two king size bed sheets on top of them. They were all in a big pot. Wow. And that was the most amazing ball striking display I've ever seen. And I, you know, I worked with a lot of the players, Tom Kite, Davis Love, Couples. Yeah. But that was like everybody was like, holy, you know what? Um, <laughs> that was unbelievable. Say hello world. And, uh, oh, it's just a whole different. And you know, when we were doing the, the Tiger Woods clinics, he would hit these shots mm-hmm. that looked like he had a remote control. You know, he hit the, the, the snap hooks low, medium and high. You know, the yeah. nine the characteristics of ball flight. The nine, the nine flights, right? The nine flights, yeah. Mm-hmm. Inside out. And I was actually there when he hit the camera. And uh, they were filming that commercial. Um, it was actually a Nike commercial. And he was like, well, just hit it right at the, just hit it at the camera. Just hit it at the camera. Right. And he kind of looks, he's like, are you sure you want me to hit it at the camera? <laughs> and Ro, he hit, I'll never forget, he was hitting six irons. And he hit this little knockdown shot. Uh-huh. And the ball, you could see the ball going right at the camera and pow. It's, it was it's the camera. That was at Riviera. Um, oh, wow. Unbelievable, man. So, wow. you know, I've been a lot of great golf courses. And, you know, like I said, man, sometimes I forget. I'm like, oh, I'll see something on TV. I was like, man, I think I've been there before. Yeah. And yeah, I'll go just, back and look at records and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I was there. Yeah. You, yeah. You <laughs> you know, yeah. But it's, so it's been a fun ride, bro. Great. Great. Well, listen, let's get into a little bit of the BCGCA. Okay. okay. So tell us about the association. Okay. The BCGCA started basically um, as the coaches getting together and complaining about what they didn't have. (laughs) There was no 501c3. There was no structure. Somebody would say there was a president and put together an agenda and just kind of have an open floor with all of our coaches. Right. During that time, there was a lot more teams. There was probably close to 35 teams. Right. During that time early on. Okay. okay. Um, we used to get together uh, at the National Minority, uh, National Minority College, College Golf Scholarship Fund Tournament. Okay. Um, one little other known Craig Bone fact, I started, I brokered the deal that brought the National Minority College Golf Scholarship Fund to the PGA of America in 1998, which okay. is now PGA Works. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's really where it started. Um I then um, went on HBO Real Sports and talked about our black colleges having all white golfers and I got blackballed for a little while. And then I came back to it. So when I came back to it, I came back as the head coach at Benedict College, Columbia, South Carolina in 2010, uh, 2009. And so, you know, I still made my, maintained my contacts. And so I got elected president, I think in 13 or 14. Okay. And we got our 501c3 charter. And obviously, since then we've lost we've lost a bunch of teams. Correct. Um, simply because by default, you know. Right. And so, man, we got our five hundred one c three, and you know we raised the money. We got a great relationship with farmers. We've got some uh, other sponsorships that we do, and basically we do five, four events a year: two in the fall, two in the spring. Uh, this past year we were at Chateau Elan in Atlanta, and then we were at the SAS Championship in Cary, North Carolina. Right. And um, Ro, I tell you what, man, I, you know, I've been in this for 30 plus years and I got extra emotional with the SAS because I really felt like, man, we started at Browns Mill in Atlanta. Right. Playing these little raggedy courses. Yeah. And now we're running alongside with the Champions Tour. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're sitting there having lunch and, you know, um, Rocco Mediators at the table and Tom Pernice and, 
David Duvall and Davis Love, and our kids are teeing off. Our first hole is this way. Their first hole is that way. Hmm. And it was just, and, and honestly, man, when I when I saw the trophies that the SAS company put together, right, man, I cried like a baby, man, because it was just like, wow, man, we were raggedy and didn't have nothing, and now here we are. It's magic, you know, magic. magic. We had steak and lobster at the at the final dinner. I mean, that's how incredible it was. Yeah, yeah that's magic. And so, you know, we've come a long way, man, and and you know, I'm. I'm very proud of where we come and, and how we've gotten there. And so now we're, um, we're on our way to Las Vegas for the coaches convention. Right. And I had a chance to address, to address the entire coaches convention body last year Okay. to talk about relationships with our HBCUs. And like, you know, everybody's got an HBCU that's 30 miles. I said, embrace them. You know, right. I sent a shot across the bow to the folks at Florida State. Florida State's Tallahassee, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tallahassee. State, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. come on now. We, we, we're across the street from each other. Let, let the guys come out and play and practice and embrace us. Yeah, fam, you, you know, and help us. Right, there, right there together, right? Right there together. And yeah. you would have thought that it was on a different planet, wow. you know? Yeah. And so I've really worked hard to get some of our teams in, 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 in major tournaments. We've got uh, the Folds of Honor. We've got two teams that play in that every year, which is hosted um, by the National Coaches Association. Okay. Uh, and we've got a very, very tight relationship with the National Coaches Association. And we're kind of mirroring what they're doing. And so now that diversity is the big catchphrase, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. And what mm -hmm. my mission and my personal thing is to make sure that our kids have a great place to play right. and are respected when they go to these places to play. And, you know, you know, we talk about all these initiatives and things and exemptions and that kind of stuff. And I want our kids to realize what it's like to play on a tour course. You know, you can go shoot 67 at Brown's Mill. Yeah. But what you going to go when you go over to Eastlake? And so the exposure yeah. factor yeah. is one of the big things that we really work hard to make sure that our venues are as good as they can be. Yeah, that's it. That's important, Craig, because when you get to those, when you get to certain courses, the greens are faster. The Man, roughest rough is ten higher. feet tall. Yeah, the roughest right. higher. You right. know, the accuracy is important, and Man. so it's it's important for you know for people to be able to play at, at those tough courses. Now, let me ask you this, uh, Craig: um, How does how does a does a does a HBCU have to apply to be a part of the association, or is that like automatic? It's automatic. Okay. And so one of the things that as we grow and our coaches get better, we've got coaches Andy Walker, Kevin Jennings. Yeah. We've got coaches that work outside of the HBCU network. Right. And so we're having some interesting uh, discussions about the role that coaches outside of the HBCU network, because, you know, Andy Walker invites uh, teams every year to his events, wherever he's been coaching. And so we have to not penalize our guys for, 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 for getting breaks. And I'm not saying anybody's any better, but, certainly arriving at these institutions that are more mainstream as opposed to the HBCU network. Okay. Gotcha. And so we're having a bunch of bylaw changes um, about, you know, a, a election of officers and everything to really get up to speed with 2022. Right. You know, and it's kind of like, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Yeah. And so we basically operate on a break even premise. Okay. You know, um, yeah. 
because we, we we charge minimal entry fees, five hundred dollars. We take care of all the food. Uh, the, the the schools can can save some money by coming in and participating with us. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you too. What's you know what's the membership fee and you know so. we really don't have a membership fee for our coaches. Um, okay. The PGA of America actually paid the membership fees for our coaches to be in the National Coaches Association. Okay, that's so the, that was that's a big. Yeah, that was a big that was a big kudo and then the tour is paying for all of our teams to get coached up at the national coaches convention oh wow and so you know we've got we've got about 19 teams that are going to participate at okay. the coaches convention we've and got that's, that's in las vegas right in las vegas we've got okay, three got days it. of seminars we got folks from golf stat we got folks from track man i got a secret special guest that's going to show up unannounced Ooh. Okay. And let's just say he's a top 10 player in the world. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. And nice. so, uh, you know, we've got some really unique things, but more importantly, you know, traditionally our schools didn't always have golf coaches be the golf coaches. And yeah. so what we've got now is that we've got, you know, I'm, I, I played as a player in HBCU. I was executive director. I ran, but there's not many young guys coming behind me. And so we're going to work hard because, you know, should I, you know, we're starting, we're starting our back nines. And so um, yeah. Yeah. we've got to backfill and work hard to get some of these young guys at, to, to come and coach. And one of the things that we're working real hard at is getting our HBCUs and our presidents and the, man, we got internships at Titleist. We got farmers. We had a career day on farmers, Zoom career day at farmers today on resume mm -hmm. building and writing, the AJGA. And all of these entities are coming to BCGCA to help put some black faces That's at good. these companies. That's okay? good. That's really good. The SAS, SAS career day that we had, Rule, was just, whew, I had to sit down, man. Yeah. <laughs> you had I to mean, take, it, was, you had it to, was that It was that strong. You, you had know? to breathe for a second. Man, I had to sit down and breathe, man. Yeah. Everybody's like, damn, Craig, why are you crying so much this week? I'm like, man, this is the best. I wish I had me. Helping, helping me when I was coming through school. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm probably too passionate about it sometimes, but um, you know, helping kids and people, that's in my DNA. My dad was a school superintendent, man, and my mom, they got a flock of kids and people that they've helped put through school and you know, that are just doing amazing things. And so right. that's what I'm here for, you know. So now, so now let me ask you this, Craig. I know yeah. the, the number one focus is to help the coaches. What would you say your secondary uh focus is is it to help the um the schools the parents the recruits i mean what's what's the secondary focus of the association so <clears throat> what's happening in our in our ecosystem mm -hmm. when we were coming through bill dickey was the the clearinghouse of black kids throughout the country right um did the east west classic and you know the national that i forget the acronym so you call bill dickey and say hey bill man i got room for three or four kids um, that they got to be able to break 80. Well, Craig, I got kids here, you know, call this and he'd write the numbers down and he'd get them to you. Right. And if they came into the schools, he'd give them some money. And so we've lost that um, grassroots uh, connection gotcha. with right. black kids. Right. Um, in our, in the connect. So we've got kids in LA. We've got, so what we did, this is a little side venture for me. Me and uh, Darren Harrell started playcollegegolf.net. And what happens as a coach, you know, we've got a lot of new junior golf parents 
Yes. We've got some overzealous fathers that don't know how the process works and what coaches are looking for. Right. So, man, pay a few dollars, start recording your tournaments, and it creates a playing resume that coaches will not put in the garbage because it's formatted wrong. Okay. Chronological order is off. Okay. And so we created that. And so right now we've got about 70 colleges that are in our system. And, you know, we're we're getting ready to start doing a bunch of, um, a bunch of um, uh, events. Um, I'm I'm missing the word uh, combines. Okay. um, Throughout the country that these kids can come in, they can log in and really work hard to get the word out about these young golfers. Okay. That's good. Um, And so what we have to do is get, and see, here's the thing, Ro. We got all these golf terms, the Kappas, the Qs, all the fraternities, we're supposed to play golf on Tuesday. We got all these, these golf events. And I really want to put the word out that we need your help to help raise money for these colleges. Right. And uh, 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 foundation work and, 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 and golf events with a purpose. You know, when Phil Mickelson gave a half a million dollars to Jackson State, they don't even have a golf team. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so let's be strategic in right. helping those that really, really, truly need the help. And that's, yeah. and that's what we're doing, uh, Craig, with the Alliance. You know, yes. of course, we gave, uh, we gave 7,500 to Texas Southern last year Yes. Uh, to, for the golf team. And then this past year, we gave 30,000 to uh, Wilberforce, which was, which is a startup. Uh, yeah. golf they team. Need it. And I tell you what, man, Yeah. those guys are doing a great job down there. Coach Ware. They look um, good. They look good. You, year, see, you, see, you seen the pictures? Oh, man. So last yeah. year, Coach Ware yeah. showed up at our tournament at Summer Grove. Mm-hmm. And this these kids, they had never had the HBCU golf experience. Right. You know? And I said, man, so here's what we're going to do. I said, we're going to put them out there on the course, let them play, yeah. let them be a part so they felt what we're doing. Right. And so it's all about growth and, and, and just so bravo your efforts on that role because thank you that put them on the map man yeah man and we so, uh you know we you know me me and uh desi and al and yeah um uh otis we you know we came together and the alliance we got we got almost seven thousand members in the alliance and so we, really? we came together and we're doing uh juneteenth events every okay. year and what we're doing is we're picking out different golf programs that we can that we can benefit Yep. So, Ro, I'm going to, I'm just going to step up and say, man, uh, let me be a part of your process. Um, I have a really good um, radar for where the real need is. Okay. okay? Yeah. Haven't been in it, dealing with the coaches, dealing with the, the, the ADs. Right. You know, and certain schools are more dedicated than others. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, man. So, Craig, give me your highlight of 2022. I think I, I, I know what it is, but just kind of reference it again. What was the what would you say would be the highlights of 2022 for the BC GCA? Hmm. It had to be the SAS championship and being injected into mainstream. Um, Kenyatta Ramsey from the tour is. That's my, my guy. brother, man. He that's, is that's Yada. Yada. That's my guy. Yeah. And he's putting us in position to, A, get our story told, 
right. and B, to give us a chance and, and that exposure on the main stage, right? you know, on the big stage. And we've sure. got some stuff brewing for next year. Um, Peter Jacobson and I, are, are, we did a thing at, at Prairie View last year. Okay. Uh, Peter Jacobson, Damon Hack, Darius Rucker. Um, 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 you know, Darius, that's my homeboy. Darius, um, my homeboy. Yeah. And so um, Greg Nair with the Dallas Mavericks, and we had a career day um, at Prairie View at this, this golf course, Sand Hills, Sand whatever. Man, this place, they had nine holes, and this the guy's Caterpillar uh, tractors. Yeah. And these were these guys' backyards. That's big company. Big, man. And these guys laid it out, and we had a seminar and session for these kids. Yeah. Talking about careers in golf. And wow. Understanding in golf. And we're going to do that once a quarter, starting in 23. Yeah. And part of that, too, is that we're going to look to help build some practice facilities at some of our HBCUs. So Ooh, Peter Jacobson is strong. using his, Peter Jacobson is in it for the right reason. Um, you know, um, it's just, but it was really cool at the SAS. We had um, Kirk Triplett, um, uh, Jerry Haas, yeah. Nota Begay, yeah. and uh, Stephen Acker, who is the Champions Tour. We had a, a, yeah. a, a meet and greet round table discussion for these kids, man. And it was just like, woo, here we are. Incredible. Incredible. And just the <laughs> lessons learned yeah. and the, the inspiration and the conversation that proceeded. And man, they were there to, to, and then a lot of them actually came out and were walking the fairways with our kids, just walking and watching. We had oh, a kid who's 63, man. This kid from Miles College shot 63. Mm. Woo. Mm. And was looking at 59. Wow. And so the level of play is just, and that's one of the things that, you know, our coaches are getting better. Um, and it's starting to show, you know, we're moving up slowly, but surely on the golf, on the golf stat rankings. I see. You know, before okay. it was all the HBCUs was at, at the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah. At the bottom with asterisks by, you know. Yeah. But now we're starting to move up. And so, man, we're really just excited about, what's coming in the next couple of years, you know, well, listen, I know I'm excited. Well, listen, I, I, uh, I, uh, you know, I think I heard you talk a little bit about 2023. Um, what yes. are some of the things that, you know, and don't, you don't have to give me everything, but just give me no. a couple of things that y'all got lined up for 2023. Um, one of the things that we're really pushing real hard is the career fair career expo, um, for these companies. Okay. You know, there's only five to seven golfers at each school, but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be aligning it with the career counselors at the colleges. Okay. And one of the requirements of being in the BCGCA is that you engage with us without hesitation. Right. Because, you know, we, we, want, we want golfers, but, you know, we need mainstream college students as well. Correct. And so as we branch out and grow, um, we've got a couple of really good companies that are close to joining us mm -hmm. that are going to be epic partnerships okay and so that's the one thing you know man mm -hmm. and, 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 and we got to take a reality check for the 130 people that play on the pga tour everybody wants to go play and be a pro yeah you know we got guys like mark nance kenny sims kendall um guys that started jeff donovan that are all hbcu graduates mm -hmm. 
that are now running golf courses, running city courses. <laughs> we have to e explain how much is out there for our kids and for our people. Right. And so it's just creating a larger awareness for who, what, and where, you know? That's good. All right. Yeah, man. So got, got the college fair coming up. And, yeah. and, I, and I thought I heard you mention something about a, um, a, a combine or academy out in Arizona. Yeah, we're going to be doing these combines over the summer. We're in the middle of, of kind of putting those together right putting now. together. Okay. And so yeah. we want to showcase our kids. Oh, one big thing for 23 that's uh, the showcase at Cedar Crest, November 7 through 9, I think it is. We're going to have the top 25 black golfers, okay. non-HBCU, HBCU, men's and women's. Okay. Playing a televised event on Golf Channel. Wow. Southwest Airlines is the sponsor, and there's a nonprofit out of um, uh, Rick Carson, who was with the PGA Tour uh, mm. for years, okay. came to me maybe about a year ago. And so what we've been doing, we've been doing dry runs. Okay, Craig, here are the top 25. We're working with the National Coaches Association to develop parameters on who qualifies and who gets in. Okay. All their expenses will be paid. And we're going to be on TV for three days. That's going to be strong. I'll, I'll be watching. So I'll be I right think there. That's, I think that's the one that's, you know, that's going to be really highlighting our talent, you know. So I, I'm so excited to be a part of that. That's good. Now, Craig, let's, let's pivot a little bit and let's touch on recruiting uh, as it relates to uh, college, right? So okay. what would you recommend? And, I, and you talked about it a little bit, but what would you recommend for parents to do to really get their kids prepared for college golf? First thing is we have to have a realistic expectation, okay? Um, we've got some kids that can play the game. Right. Not every kid is going to be a Maya Avery or every kid is not going to be Willie Mack. Right. But we got Division One, Division Two, NAIA, and D3 schools that the bottom line is free college, man. And if you have a realistic expectation of where your child is, right, then you go shop where the produce is fresh and where you're in a line with your skill set. Okay. And so um, golf instruction. Okay. Proper equipment. Yeah. Um, Renegade golf is doing a great thing with this um, scholarship. This the scholarship thing that they're doing. I think that is. That's a stand up as it gets. Yeah, my man Kenneth that gives our that kids that early on a chance to really get that help that they needed. And it's kind of like you started Renegade, but you might end up at Titans. You just never know how the, as we used to tell our players, you have to trust the process. Okay? Yeah. And so getting your kids in proper tournaments, you know, um, yeah. you got to mix and mingle. You got to go play where everybody else plays. You got to go play where mainstream plays. You got to get out. Um, and a lot of these state golf associations have really good amateur and junior tournaments. Yes, um, they do. You know, we can go play at Browns Mill. We can go play at, you know, at Oak Hills and in, 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 in Columbia Road. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, you know, we need to be at the places that are getting the exposure and the coaches are looking at those tournament fields. Right. Okay. That's right. So, so Craig, last question. And then um, we'll, we'll, we'll find, we'll, We'll let uh we'll let let our follow uh, our listeners know how they can reach out to you if they need to. Sure. Um, what do you see the 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 thing the number one a uh, couple of things that you need to that that you can see that needs to be imp improved with college golf? 
That's a good question. Um, I'd like to see the commitment from the college presidents improve. Okay. More resources for our college golf teams. Um, right. A realistic approach to equality within the athletic programs. Golf is always number Q on the pecking list, okay? Yeah, because it's not a non-revenue sport, right? It's a non-revenue sport, but golf has more jobs to offer than football, basketball, and everywhere combined. Right. And so the awareness of what's available has to be improved, okay? And so, man, I've been banging on those doors for years. Please come out and see what we're doing. Come talk to us. Right. And so... It's been, you know, how your parents just say, you know, I used to walk to school in the snow with leather shoes on uphill. Um, that's Couple how the reception has been. But yeah. it's getting better. Okay. okay. And so yeah. I'd have to say that we got to get our athletic directors and the people that promote these programs to really understand the value that golf brings. Yeah. This has been great. Okay. Craig. So, yeah, Craig, man. so, man, listen, how, how can our listeners uh, get in touch with you? Seabowen. Uh, bcgca.org okay um you know uh go to our website bcgc uh, i'm sorry hbcugolf.org those are our, that's our website okay okay strong and all the teams are listed all our events are listed um and playcollegegolf.net you know that's uh, and, and yeah and I i'm here to offer any suggestion and i you know I, I i place kids all the time man you know yeah and um that's that's where my joy comes from yeah. you know but yeah. um hbcugolf.org it would be the best spot okay. and you have a there's a there's a thing there you know uh contact us you know right. and uh like i said c bowen bcgca at gmail.com i got that wrong i'm sorry c bowen bcgca dot i start over c bowen bcgca at gmail.com i got too many email addresses man. there you go it's all right yeah, but thank you so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm honored and privileged. Hey, listen, don't forget, I'm going to put together, we're going to put together a forum okay. um, as it relates to coaches, um, admissions, financial aid. Oh, man, that would be. We're going to put the whole We can, we can go together. through it from A to Z. Right, we're going to go to A to Z. what's needed. That's right. You tell right. me when and where, I'll be ready. Yeah, we're okay. going to have, you know, you're going to have mom on. You know, she's been in admissions for Forever. 20, 25, 30 That's years. That's right. So. And we're gonna we're gonna have the whole gamut. So that way, um, parents of juniors, you know, they won't they won't miss a beat. They can get a straight no chaser. I love it. A to Z. All right. All right, brother. But listen, man, thank you so much for being Bro, on. Anytime, man. I'm here anytime. Just put put me on the list, man. I'm ready. All right, we'll chat soon. Okay. All right, all right, All chat, right. brother. Love, man. Take thank care. you. All right, we well, love. Right, bye. Thank you for listening to the Junior Golf Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. We hope you enjoyed this new episode. And if you did, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Also, feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch in the comments or on any of our social media networks. See you next week for a new episode.